So, since we recorded this podcast, you've you all been like you So, the National is now fully booked. Uh, see you there. Friends, this is the week. It is the week. It is the week. Now, that could mean anything for you because actually what's big in my life might not necessarily be big in your life. And also, you may have just subscribed to the Youthscape podcast in the year 2036. Oh my goodness, and I didn't you're just listening back that. to the archive. Just, my brain is exploding. Okay, let's imagine that you're listening this to this in 2017 because this, where we are right now, our reality is that by the end of this week, we will be at uh, the National Youth Ministry Weekend with lots ah. of you. Oh my goodness. And if you're listening to this in 2036, it was a younger version of you that we met. Yeah. It's lovely. I, I, I am, you know, excited. Yes. I'm daunted. Yes. Uh, I don't know why they let us do this. No, but I We have don't no feel idea. like responsible adults. Do we why? know where Birmingham is? Have you been Birmingham's to Birmingham? In, Birmingham's in the middle. Okay, that's fine. We can get there. No yeah, problem. It's We've fine. got sat down. There's other people who are going to drive. That's great. They'll have some big balloons up somewhere, won't yeah, they? It's so exciting. But genuinely, like, we are just so excited because we have been planning this for ages. And with our lovely friends who lead other youth organisations, we've been dreaming and scheming and saying, what would it look like if there was this point in the year where lots of people got together and shared the burden, shared the joy, and innovated new models of reaching young people? So it's going to happen this weekend. It is. Have you got your bag packed, Martin? Have oh, you got clean pants? I, I mean, I've <laughs> again, really I'm not trusted to do that myself. No. So. That'll have been done for me. Okay. Um, but yes, I, I'm all ready to go. I'm I'm, sta- I'm staying in the travel lodge. I'm excited. Oh. I mean, that's not the sort of luxury I'm used to. I actually secretly, I get really excited about staying in travel lodges and premier inns. I do. Yeah. Well, I, but that's a different, that's two different things you just premier described there. Premier inns are a, a massively Yeah, we never get to go there. No, you're right, actually. But the travel lodge. I'm sharing a room at the travel lodge with Chris Curtis. Two of us together. That is no expense spared. Um, you know, I, I used to go to... Uh, I hope this doesn't offend anyone, but I used to go to conferences in the in the US. Oh, that doesn't offend me. That offends me. They used to put like their top people. I'm not suggesting yes. I'm a top person, okay. but their organisers. Yes. They used to put their organisers up in suites <gasps> in like the Hilton and no. stuff. So I'm looking at that at the travel lodge. I'm thinking, hang on, I'm the organiser of this You're thing. Organiser of this I'm thing. I'm the travel lodge. Oh my goodness. That's not travel. But lots of people coming. I listen to this saying, listen, matey. Yeah. I'm sleeping next to the canal. Yes. I'm or in the canal. In the canal. Yeah. That is our budget, and you always bang on about budgets. Yeah. But we're going to be there. So however you arrive, and um, if you feel really miffed that Martin's moaning about having a bed, then maybe just go, <laughs> like, I'll tell you, I will text you on Friday what his room is, and you can turf him out. Just to be clear, um, Rachel will be not sharing my room number no, to people via I text. Won't be. I, won't, I will not be doing She's not going to do that. No. That's, <laughs> a, that's a very odd thing. Brilliant. Anyway. Yeah, so, uh, so, so what are you excited about about it? Well, I, I am... As we all know, a raging extrovert. I genuinely really like being with people. I also am someone who's not very good at sitting still, so I will be jumping around, sort of stroking you all on your cheeks, like saying, yeah, I'm so excited you're here. Um, But I'm really excited about what happens when people get together, because I think there's the organized stuff that we have spent eons of time and energy making sure it's gonna be awesome, and it will. But actually, it's the stuff that happens in the gaps. Like, it's you'll, you'll bump into somebody, and you'll have a coffee with them and you'll find that that actually you work really near each other and you're going to share ideas and resources and God will plant a seed of an idea in your life and and it'll be things like that that'll just feel like, whoa, I didn't anticipate this. And I'm so excited for that, Martin. And and, uh, you're not going to slap people's cheeks, are you? You're just going to gently massage them. Well, some people's cheeks are particularly lovely. Okay. I just so. want to get in there and just like, all their cheeks so. tell them they're just, because I'm so old now, I'm allowed to do that. <laughs> I'll walk around my big, thick animal fur coat, fake animal fur coat. I'll just look like some kind of weird diva and I'll get away with everything. You'll hug you bear. Yeah. So, um, 
So a couple of things about podcasting. Yes. So first of all, if you are a Youthscape podcast listener, please, if you see Rachel or I, please come and say hello. Yes, please we'll do. We'll be so encouraged. If no one does. I might have to like get a few people to dress up. Maybe we could ask Rachel, our producer, to like, wear different hats and come yeah. and say hi to us. That would be a good idea. And the other thing to say yes. is that on the Friday evening yes. of the uh, National Youth Ministry yes. Weekend, there is a live Youthscape podcast recording. Yes, there is. We're doing yes. uh, quite a serious edition. We are actually. Although I think we're going to get somebody funny along as well. Are we? Not just not just you. Okay. Somebody else funny. <laughs> somebody else super funny. And uh, and and so, Great. but we're going to be talking to uh, Nathan. Oh, Nathan Dennis, who's had who was on this, the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. He was the one that actually used the words that we we tried yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. That's why we stopped playing the game. Yeah, because we're like, actually, this is serious. And also, Mike Royal. I love Mike Royal. He is a bishop. He's a church leader in in, in uh, Birmingham. He is an innovator, an entrepreneur. So is Nathan. And they've both got such a massive heart for teenage lads and sort of breaking free from really um, oppressive identities um, negative identities and cultures so we're going to have a really good conversation about boy identity male identity violence yeah. gang all that kind of stuff and we're going to record it and so if you are not yes. coming to the National Youth Ministry Weekend and by this point in the podcast you're feeling a bit fed up that we're still I going know, on about sorry, it lovelies. you will get to be there by association in a few weeks time yeah I mean, if they came and sat near the conference centre, would they be able to get it? No. I don't think no. we're allowed to offer that. No, we're not allowed to offer that, I'm afraid. completely sold out event. It's completely... Next, next time. Come next time. You can come next time. So. Yes. Uh, today, yes. we have a very special guest who you interviewed. Do we ever refer to anyone not as a very special guest? Uh, well, we had Chris Curtis. I oh, didn't yes, do that. we didn't know. But um, we, uh, yes, we have a very special guest. Yes. Uh, who's a friend of ours from Soul Survivor. Yes. Um, and you went to chat to... Bob. Bob, 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 Bob. I did in the tea, he won't mind. He's, he, what was that? He loves that. He just loves it when we Mickey take his name. Um, and it was in the speaker's lounge at oh. Soul Survivor. And I said, Bob, can I interview you and ask you questions about youth ministry? And good on him, he said yes. So oh. this is the conversation I had with Bob. The Youthscape Podcast. Let's see if this works. So uh, I'm, I'm here with... Uh, I'm here with Bob Wallington. Hello, Hello Rachel. <laughs> it feels quite formal, doesn't it? Bob, who are you? Um, in in a, a nutshell, you know, uh, <laughs> you've got a beard. I've got, got a very beard. nice beard. Um, it's getting slightly bushy after a few weeks of salsa. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're recording this in the summer, just so you all know. Um, so Bob, you're you're a husband, you're a daddy, you're yes. a youth pastor at Salsa Watford. I'm a youth pastor at Salsa Watford. So a few yeah. people might have heard of her. And um, yeah, uh, so I work with um, my wife. She's also one of the team, the youth yeah. team there, and then um, the amazing Zoe Lowe is also part of our team so oh. we the three of us sort of pastor the young people together as the team so, so what so what's that like because obviously soul survivor is such a well-known name and the festivals are so well known and probably lots of people listening to this might bring young people in the, in the summer yeah so soul survivor the youth group that you run is that does that operate completely separately or is it how does that yeah work? so i guess it shares its name yeah. with um with the festivals and we the church itself is uh, you know, half a mile, if not a quarter of a mile, yeah. from the the ministry's head office. So yeah. there's sort of, you know, there's a real relationship between the two. But we're very much just a normal youth group. Yes. Um, part of a church that's called Soul Survivor Watford. Yes. It's got this national, if not international, name. Yes. But we're just a really normal youth group. And is there such a thing as a normal youth group? That's what I want to know. Yeah, maybe not actually. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah. yeah, I feel like we're not anything. Uh, you know, we're not really that much different for everyone else yes um 
apart from we carry this relationship with the name Soul Survivor and everyone thinks, oh, you must have this incredible all singing or dancing youth ministry when actually we're just working out lots of things just like everyone else. Um, That's very encouraging to hear because I think you're right, most of us feel like we're the only ones working some of this stuff out. And of course at, at festivals in the summer you're going to have youth groups that are bringing 50 or 60 kids and some that are bringing one or two. Yeah. But actually as you say, we're doing the same stuff. Yeah, absolutely. This is about each young person connecting with God. So um, one of your passions really is around helping young people live without filters. So are we talking yeah. like a filter on Instagram? I mean, tell us a bit about that kind of, what, what you're talking yeah. about. Well, I don't know, I mean... I imagine lots of youth pastors, um, volunteer and paid youth, work, youth pastors around the country, if not the world, are working with young people who use Instagram, Snapchat, all those kind of things um, to communicate with their friends and their family, to show themselves to the rest of the world. And Instagram, Snapchat and all those things helpfully provide us with these filters that at times can be really fun, mm. but also at times can make us look better than we mm. actually mm. look you know mm. they change our complexion they change oh, the way yes. our thank the lord look. for the filters <laughs> so so and and while they're fun yeah. actually i was having a conversation with in our we were having a conversation with our team a little while back going gosh if you took a photo with a filter that made you look really lovely and attractive mm. and you know and then you put it out on instagram and then you look at yourself in the mirror might you be disappointed that you don't actually look the way that mm. you've just told everyone you do? Mm. Um, and would there be a fear that if you put a photo up without the filter, you wouldn't get as many likes as you mm. would if you didn't? So, so we were like, you know, that's weird. You know, that's just a weird world that we live in. That that's actually, yeah. you know, our young people are. And do you st- what, what do you think that does to young people? Because I think you're absolutely right. You're putting out this image, and maybe it's got like a little doggy face on it or something, and you've covered your face somehow, or maybe it's just like perfectly, like all the little flaws have disappeared. I mean, yes. what, what do you think that does for young people who almost are operating with two images? There's the real image, which is just spots and lines and just who I really am, and then this image that's perfect. What does that do to young people? I, you know, I, I think there's a sense of w- within that. You know, when, when we put out something that we know isn't real, there's a sense of we we, I'm not like loss of integrity is not quite the right. It sounds harsher than it than I mean it to be, but it's almost like we know what we're putting out isn't actually real, mm. and so we feel slightly fake in doing it. But we want people to believe what they're seeing, because it's really nice and we look you know mm. we look better. And I think eventually it's there's just a slow sort of dull. <laughs> knocking away our self-image and the way that we actually view ourselves without the filter that mm. can be quite damaging mm. after a while. We... we begin to love the filtered version and struggle with the unfiltered version. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think all of us, whatever age we're at, that's something quite profound for all of us, isn't it? I mean, in terms of youth ministry, I'm going to take a little bit of a tenuous yeah, leap now because people listening to this are our dear friends who are youth workers. And I suppose... Like, what does youth ministry without a filter look like as well? Because the danger is, and I, you know, I'm, I will tell the stories that make my youth group sound great, and I'll probably keep, yeah, you know, yeah. behind locked doors <laughs> the stories where I've just like flunked it again, and 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 there weren't many young people. And it, what are the dangers you see within youth ministry about sometimes the way that we um, filter? So, we I mean, what the classic one at the moment that actually it gets on my nerve, it gets well, it gets does get on my nerves, mm. is the one where we we take a photo of a gathering from an angle that makes it look like there's hundreds of people there. <laughs> oh my and the reality is, yes. we, 
everyone knows yes. who's taken you know who's should we done. call that the trump effect the trump effect should we do that that is trumping <laughs> 400,000 <laughs> yeah. people exactly like him and his daughter yes. but yeah no but you're yeah. right we do that so why do we do that we okay. do that we want it to look successful and mm. if it comes back to the numbers thing doesn't yeah. it that has been around for years and years and years how many young people have you got yeah. you know if you've got 600 young people you must be incredible if you've got six mm. you must be you know pretty average if not mm. un, you know underachieving um, and that's just not true. That's mm. just so not true. Um, and it, and it's just, I think we get caught up in it as, as you know, youth pastors. We get caught up in the promotion of something, in the marketing of something, mm. in the wanting it to go well and the wanting it to be perceived well. And ultimately it's about, it becomes about us wanting to be perceived well. You know, and, and at Soul Survivor, you know, there's a temptation all the time. I could put a filter on our youth ministry, mm. you know, that's a Soul Survivor filter and tell you all, you know, our youth ministry is just like the festivals. Yeah, we do all this stuff. It's amazing. It's all singing and dancing. But I would be lying to you. I would. It's not like, life is not like mm. the festivals no, and youth ministry mm. week in, week out is not like the festivals. It's, mm. it's in one way it's so much deeper than mm. than that it's it's real life it's um you know as, as wonderful as the festivals are it's you know that's the reality of life is that you know we don't worship no. with several thousand other young people yes yes on most of the time on a showground can i can i just yeah. say to listeners that bob is doing this interview and i'm recording him on my phone <laughs> and my and i keep like looking at my phone and pressing buttons so can i just say you are doing the most brilliant job <laughs> being super eloquent and i'm like being the worst like <laughs> pressing this button is it still I'm working for someone to call paying no attention yeah, yeah. No. I, I just think it's so profound and i think one of the challenges as well is that maybe even we don't put the filter on for people out there yeah. you know but but for the church leader or for the really grumpy person in our church who thinks we're not doing a very good job with the youth but the danger is that we sort of filter what we do to make it sound better yeah. in the church as well and I think that that's a real danger isn't it that we then add to this myth that we all feel which is bigger yeah. is better but then but but conversely I want a youth group that has more than six. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I really yeah. want 600 young people to meet with Jesus. How, how do we actually handle that? So we don't just let ourselves off the hook yeah. and go, I've got two young people. Actually, I'm a little bit late. Like, yeah. I know there have been times where I've not really invested in a group. And so it hasn't grown because actually I haven't been bothered to be a, a better leader than I am. So I need to kind of acknowledge that. But also, 600 doesn't automatically mean success. So how, no. do we, how do we hold the tension yeah, between the two? What, huge, what is your I wisdom think for that? Coming back to, the, like, um, you know that, that saying, or that, like the, almost a science of healthy things grow. Right. Um, often when we focus on the numbers of things, they often, they might grow, but they, they grow maybe in a way which actually, when we peel back the layers there's not a health or a depth mm, to it. Which mm, is big. Yeah. yeah. So one of the things that we're focusing on, I mean, at Soul Survivor, is a youth group is not huge at all. Mm. In fact, um, yeah, m- many would probably say it's it's smaller than they would anticipate, you mm-hmm. know, a Soul Survivor youth group being. And instead of focusing on, right, let's grow this thing, like, mm. let's max out our potential, let's use a Soul Survivor name, let's mm-hmm. all, that, all that kind of stuff, which the temptation is definitely there to do. Mm. I felt when when, you know, when we started out, it's like, no, if you, if you focus on the health of the young people, if you grow their relationship with Jesus and you focus on the depth of that, then there will come a point where their discipleship gets to the stage where they're like, I need to give this away yeah, to excellent. my friends. Excellent. And then it excellent. starts to grow. Excellent. That's how you go from six to 60 or you know whatever. And we're actually, what's really exciting is we're at that point now. I've seen that. I just met with 
you know, three or four of the young people at the, before the beginning of summer, they want to start an outreach cafe on a Friday night in our church that they can bring their mates to. And they've come up with They've this, come up yeah, with the idea. Really they've come up, they want to run it. They want to say to the rest of the youth group, this is what we're doing. It's not the leaders running it for us that we can bring our mates to. Wow. We're going to run it wow. for our mates. Yeah. And this is what we want it to look like. And it's like, oh, wow. great, this is it. Yeah. Now we're at the point where... We can start to add. Yes, excellent. You know, and hopefully, and obviously the youth group's not perfect by any means, but hopefully what we've got now is healthy, yes, a healthy core. Yes, yeah. So you add to that and there's a great culture and a great health to what's going on. So you make disciples that have, you know, got a sort of depth and a health to their relationship with Jesus as well. Mm. It's not just who's in the room, like the extra numbers. So yeah. they will focus on the depth and the maturity of young people themselves, rather than bringing in the big guns and saying, this is what we're doing, we're doing it to you, but yeah. actually we'll ownership from... And that takes time, doesn't it? That doesn't Definitely. happen overnight. No. That's real intentional leadership. Yeah, and I think there may... Sometimes there's time when you go, let's go big for a minute, let's try and, you know, let's do an event where we can invite loads of people and we might catch a few others and you've got a different you know kettle of fish then when you yeah. need to approach it slightly differently yeah. that's i'm not saying that's bad it's just not the way you probably want to focus what's your focus long yeah term. priority yeah that's tremendous um, so what what are your thoughts some dear friends that are listening to this saying yeah yeah I, get, I really get that actually the growth has to be from from young people's maturity developing in faith but how do i how do i shift focus from how many people are here to is their life? I mean, what are some yeah. of the kind of the early steps? I realise I've just thrown this at you. No, no, fine. Any um, so what, what are some of the things to pay attention to that make sure we are honing in on the right stuff? Yeah, I think like, um, I mean, things like people in our day um, and have or, and always, the community thing is huge. So if you've got a group that, that's quite fractured or doesn't get on with one another or is just, yeah, just doesn't mm. work in terms of friendship-wise then inviting other people to join that is actually quite difficult because you're like, mm. oh, come and join this sort of... Slight dysfunctional yeah. <laughs> group that I mean, each other. Yeah. The reality is all groups are going to be slightly <laughs> yes, dysfunctional. Yeah. But I think creating some kind of like core friendship, core family is something that then when someone else comes in, they're like, I want to be part of this. Yeah, yeah and And waking people up sometimes to the fact that you know, when people come into our youth group, they don't just want to hi, it's really nice to meet you, and then I turn back with my friends who I know. Whoa, you just hit a nail it's on the like, head there. Cleekiness. Yeah. Yeah. I, they want friends. They yeah. want friendship. That's why they're here. Yeah. And it's the same with our churches too. You know, when people come in, they don't just want to meet friendly people. They want to make friends. To make friends, And yeah. if we're not willing to do that and to expand our friendship groups and to welcome people in that maybe don't look like us or you know wear the same clothes as all our other friends or anything else then it just not going to grow no. so we have to get over what's safe and what's secure and help our young people get over that too mm. in order to put our arms around other people to welcome them in and once we get that you start to really i think it gets exciting mm. and mm. it really starts to kind of feel like oh yeah this is somewhere where people would want to belong mm. and would, would want to be part of this and often there are people in the youth group who've got a gift in that. So you're, you know, you're people who've got that gift, gift of hospitality. You, you're people who are the, then they move amongst the groups. They seem to be friends with everyone. So you just want to raise them up and tell them, you're amazing at this. Yeah. Whenever there's a new person, you need to see them. You need to get them involved, hook them in, all that kind of stuff. Be the glue. Um, and uh, yeah, we've got a couple of young people who are amazing at that. And I tell them that. I'm like, we mm. need you. Yeah. Because where some Frontline. of us are shy, 
and yeah. that's okay to be shy yeah. but some of us are more outgoing and yeah. so we need to maximise your potential Max, yeah, in this place absolutely. Yeah. oh Bob so much wisdom thank you so much oh, so, you're so much to think about about youth ministry that's filter free living in the world filter free living before God filter free so that photo I've just taken of you and me that I put a massive <laughs> filter I'm like oh, stop <laughs> so just stick your finger up your nose and I'll take a photo are you ready thank Happy you days. So uh, Bob talks about uh, youth ministry that is filter free, yeah. and I really, I really remember that because we were sat at Soul Survivor, and I thought actually when we're surrounded by an, a, a festival like this, who there are so many young people, and we all bring our small groups. I mean, mm. some groups are big, but mm. most of us bring our handful of kids or thirty kids max, and we come into this space and. Um, we can sometimes think oh gosh when I go away and talk about my youth ministry we kind of need to make it look like it's like this yeah. the, re- the, the reality is for all of us or most of us it doesn't look like that we haven't yeah. got a worship band like that we haven't yeah. got staging like that and, and it was so refreshing to hear Bob Hollington the, the youth pastor of Soul Survivor saying yeah it's not like this for me either no I think we all have to take a bit of ownership of this this problem because we all uh, are inclined aren't we to just tell little fibs about our, our you've, our, you've like, challenged us a lot like, like about yeah. the nature of our youth yeah. ministry like not not outright lies no, no, no. but just just the way we might say oh yeah my uh, my youth group has eight to ten young people when really it's never actually had eight right had seven okay. you know or so it's five to seven but we just yes. it's like we just we just elasticize it just a little bit up right just to make ourselves feel better yeah um or or we just we slightly exaggerate the impact of things mm. um i love that example of you know taking a photo from a good angle mm. you know and that that's kind of replicating culture like the mm. the way that uh, not just young people at all but mm. people take a, a photograph of themselves 14 different times in order to post it like we need a bit more honesty mm. we need to just say look this is I, who we are. I do. Um, I absolutely agree with you, Martin. And you, what I love is that you do call us out on it quite a bit because I think you're right. None of us intentionally think, right? How can I make this look like it's completely different to what it is? But but don't you think as well? There's something in us that we want. We want a picture to capture the story of what we're seeing, and so. When we say only seven young people, to mm. us it's seven precious young people mm. that we've been working with so hard. And to us it's, it is an enormous thing because it's these seven lives. And somehow then just saying seven, you almost want to kind of make it sound more because you're saying yeah. actually, I don't see it as that. Or I, I mean, I know I'm a little bit like this. I'll, I'll take photos and stick it on Twitter and I'll put a little filter on it of yeah. like standing in front of a brightly coloured caravan. Because I quite like photos to look nice, but yeah. I think... Um, the danger is when we be, that becomes the habit and then yeah. we, we massage the figures of the Trump effect, we massage the story and then we're all complicit in basically saying, actually we, we're yeah. all agreeing that small is not good enough. Well, we're agreeing what God did wasn't enough. Yeah. What God, God did yeah. wasn't good what enough for our expectations yeah. of it. So yeah. we've, we've improving yeah. what, on what God did, yeah. which is quite dangerous yeah. stuff. I think the reason why we all... Well, one of the reasons we exaggerate, sometimes there are some people who just exaggerate because they need to build their empire, their platform, and therefore they have to basically embellish. But I think the majority of the time when we exaggerate, we're trying to encourage the people we're speaking to. You know, like when we, you know, when we like string two stories together, which are both true, but on their own, not that powerful. But so you just, you just combine two stories and then makes a much better story. Mm. You don't do that because you needed a good story or because you're a compulsive liar. You do it because you think, you know, this would really, really encourage people. people. And yeah. it's kind of true because both parts of it are true. Yeah. So it kind of happened. And I know I've written about this before, yeah. but, but it's it's um, it's just that sort of thing that we just do and we sort of, there's a bit of moral licensing mm. involved. 
mm. because we say it would encourage the person mm. if I just exaggerated this a bit and therefore it justifies mm. it. And it doesn't. But the thing that, so Bob very sort of kindly said this really gets my goat. And I, and I think what really gets my goat, the flip side of that is where unfortunately sometimes we make out that working with five or six or seven young people mm. will always be more authentic, mm. will always be more real than mm. talking to 7,000. That's right. And I think that's another danger yeah. that we then say, we inadvertently then, it's that kind of reverse pride. It's pride. It's exactly what it is. Yeah. And, and then it, we cast aspersions then on the youth group that is big. So yeah. we say, how can you possibly be doing real transformational stuff exactly with, right. with such a big group? So I think, again, it is, I mean, it all comes from, let's face it, lovely listeners. I mean, I'm insecure like the rest of us. I'm profoundly insecure most of the time. You know, I often think, Lord, how, how is it you're asking me to do this? I'm rubbish at this. And and actually, so we have to kind of check that, don't we? We need to check our filter, mm. check where it's appearing and then be honest and say, actually, I, I believe God's called me and he knows what he's doing. And actually, it's in my weakness that he's strong. And so I can serve the person who's in front of me or the 10 or the thousand. And I'm doing that from that place of security and mm. authenticity, mm. not needing them to give me anything in return to kind of validate this. Mm. So I think, but I think Bob's, there's a healthiness, isn't there, in that, in that leadership model that he has. But I think it's just so, so beautiful. So we're going to do a whole load of vulnerability at the National Youth Ministry Weekend. Oh, yeah. At the end of this week, yeah. yeah. Friday night, bring a hanky. Yeah. We're going to start there, I think. But you asked me a little while ago, Martin, what I'm excited about for this weekend. And while I was speaking and you were speaking, I was doing that classic external processing. Yeah. Because actually, what I something else I'm really excited about this weekend mm. is that I, a few months ago, rang around a few of the national leaders of youth organisations in the UK. And I said, look, this, as you know, this conference is happening. Thank you so much for supporting it and getting alongside it. Um, but actually, what we want to do is pull together a team of people who their sole purpose on the weekend is not to be doing a talk or delivering part of the curriculum or the programme, but to be there to bless youth workers. And at that stage, Martin, I was literally saying <laughs> to people, will you just come for the weekend and like pay your own way and like sort out your own accommodation and kind of get your own food, but just be there to bless youth workers and I, and I was asking the, the national leaders of youth ministries I've got my hand against my face yeah. like a phone it just saying so, I'm still doing it why are you I'm doing that and you also do a voice when you impersonate yourself I, I do <laughs> why is your voice of you impersonating yourself not a good impression I don't know. of you I don't, I don't know because I'm insecure. You're having an existential crisis right in front of me. But anyway, do you know what? A number of them can't come because of other very genuine reasons, like they can't get there. But so many folks are coming at the weekend. Leaders of national youth mm. organisations who are paying their own way. Mm. They're buying a ticket. They're getting themselves there. And their sole purpose over the weekend will be that, that you and I will be able to book like a 45 minutes coffee with them to say, can I just chat to somebody about what I'm going through? Would you pray with me? And I, yeah. I just think we're in such a brilliant place in youth ministry. Like there are some phenomenal leaders of geographical, national, local church who are just authentically serving the person in front of them. They're not in it for the numbers. They're not in it for the kudos. They're in it because they want to see God's kingdom come. Mm. And, I, and I'm, so I'm actually particularly so grateful to these incredible leaders and so, so excited about that. Great. Well... Uh, it's come to that part in the podcast where we're going to play the game. The game. So uh, this go. is going well so far. So we're doing uh, what's in the box. I'm enjoying this. And actually. you can actually follow along with the video version of this yes. by going to Patreon.com/slash/youthscape. Yes. So here's the box. Box. Do you want to open it? I would like to open that box. Here we go. Let's have a little look inside. Ah, it's alive! <laughs> I 
Yeah, well, you should put a gerbil in there That was very dramatic. That was. You should not put a gerbil in there. Look, I, I, oh. actually, I'm going to do the noise. Just for people listening. Because I think that's quite a telltale noise. Yeah. I love these. If you're watching this, you are watching Rachel do an audio thing <laughs> on an audio podcast that's being recorded for video. That's all, isn't it? Lots of levels of complexity right there. What are these, Martin? What are these, Martino? Uh, I know these very well, actually. So I don't know the time period, uh, but these are very brightly coloured uh, pens with a little sort of sparkly glitter uh, aspects to I them. I think they're fairly and, recent. Do you think, and they're called gel pens, aren't they're they? They're gel pens. I think they're kind of 2009-10. Yeah. And I think they, these are one of those things that actually, it probably was a craze with young people, but actually it kind of cut across the whole spectrum because yeah. I've got a load of these Do you home. like these? I love them. Do you like stationery? I do like stationery. Not as much as some people. Some people like stationery. Some people are a bit weird about stationery. Mad about that. My yeah. lovely friend Rachel Newham, she is a bit weird about stationery. Yeah, a bit weird about stationery. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're not. You're not weird. You are a bit. Um, but, but I do love, like with my diary, I have a paper diary. Paper diary. Wow. So I yeah, I've seen that. Colors. You can't really use computers no. or phones. No, I can't. I can't do anything, basically. When was it? When was it popular? I, so I think 2010. Okay. Around about September time. Oh, September 2010. Really, That's very specific. What do you do with it? When you write with it, you write don't yeah. Do you write and draw? Can you can you colour in, or well, is it just for writing? Actually, I have to say these are more of a novelty because I actually don't think they're very good. Oh. I find they're quite scratchy. Shares in gel pens have plummeted. <laughs> I find they don't do the job very well, but they're pretty. They're pretty. Oh, sorry, that was a camera. Just, I'm just, we have a copy of, uh, of Youth and Children's Book magazine. You I'm just going to oh, draw it. Oh, yeah. Nice. And you can, they, they're quite yeah, nice. They're quite and nice. Can you fill in the... Can you you can can't really colour with them. No. I'm going to, I'm just sneakily look at Oh, no! What is it that makes them totally the gel? got that wrong. Why is it, what makes them a gel pen? No idea. Don't really care. Right, now, actually, it isn't 2010. You're really it's playing along. It's early 1990s. Is it? Oh, and you draw your own tattoos Let's with do it. them. Let's give you I've been doing that. I've been using it for my flipping calendar, my diary. I could have been tattooed up. I've just drawn a little smiley face. And I'm so, so freckly. I'm it's just so disappeared. freckly. It disappeared. It was absorbed. <laughs> Never mind. Gel pens are also are available in metallic. Now, had it been a pen that's like... And a, and a metal, yeah, I would have, I would have guessed 1990s. They glow in the dark and pastel colours. I have been underusing my gel pens. There's a gospel message right there. What's that? Uh, underusing that sense of kind of actually, are you are you one of those Christians? I should even say one of those Christians. One of those I don't Christians. believe they exist. But are you someone that doesn't realise the fullness that God has won for you? The Youthscape podcast is always free, but if you'd like to support us, please go to patreon.com forward slash youthscape. That's amazing. I don't know what I'm ready well to do. done. I think I don't know how you win. I'm sorry for drawing yeah, you. Yeah, that's wrong. fine. I, I, if I don't know how you win this game, I don't fully understand this the game aspect whatever, of this game. I think I've won that. I think you I win. Think I win that. You one. win this week, so it's one point to nil. <laughs> So you've been listening to the Youthscape podcast. As ever, we'd love you to get in touch with us. Uh, email us, uh, podcast at youthscape.co.uk. Uh, and we'd like to say hello, as ever, to Ollie Diggs, Mrs. Diggs, Vicky Piggott Genge, uh, and, and Len, the mighty Len, will be at the National <gasps> yes, Youth Ministry Weekend this weekend in Birmingham Woo! with us. We'll see you there. Right, I'll do the outro and then I need a week. <laughs>